Hiya. Hello, you right? Good God. That was a nightmare. Sorry. I'm all mega right. late. Um, I uh, just had a crisis call with a customer. Anyway, uh, hang on. Hang on. Oh, it's alright, I've been here 50 minutes, it's alright, I can wait a bit long. Is this microphone working? What? I could hear you. Yeah, but is it uh, coming from here or not? Yeah. No, it's not. Uh, oh yeah, it should be now, it should be now, yeah. Yeah, it's... When you move your head, it sounds different, so I'm guessing it is. I've um I've just been I got given a new laptop at work last week, mm-hmm. and I forget the chaos it causes with everything. <laughs> um, like every time I try and log into something, it's like oh fucking hell! I don't know what the bloody password is, <laughs> and I I, had to, I tried to log into Facebook, and it was like I had no idea what my login information is, so I had to reset all that, signed in, they went to click your link, Zoom isn't on this laptop, so I had to then download that. I don't have admin rights to be able to add extra bits to the laptop, so then I had to go via the browser, but it had already logged me out of Facebook. Fucking, just like, fuck's sake. Oh, why is this so complicated? You could, it should have at least just gone to a payphone and run me. <laughs> Do it old school way. This is all the shit that's been going on in the last half an hour, which is why I haven't been on here. <clears throat> well, I think I'm supposed to be dropping dick gags here with Simon. Yeah. <laughs> I was just thinking, if I just if I just cancel now, we could, I could do some other stuff. <laughs> but I thought, well, no, because when it comes to Friday, I haven't got an episode to fucking put out. I'll, I'll be pissed off. Yeah, yeah, that's it. We can't miss one. We haven't missed, even though even though we've had significantly longer gaps in between podcasts. Yeah, we've still never missed a weekly release. No, no. And I don't feel comfortable missing one. No. Oh, I've I've got yeah. I've, I've got a, a banker episode just there. No, we've got, that, that's the neat, that's the deal on audio. We've done that one. <laughs> so I've got a spare in case of emergencies. You know, it's like an emergency podcast. Uh, yeah. You know, when um, uh, nuclear war or something, I press a red button and the, 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 that emergency one gets uh, put out. That, that gets triggered. Yeah. yeah. Hear me all right, it sounds a bit weird. Well, I, the sound is a lot quieter for me coming through. Um, do you need your, are you not, why don't you use the headphone on your microphone, on your, your microphone on your headphone? The one that's curled that up by the side of your head. Doesn't work, doesn't work. Oh. Let me just, uh, I don't like putting it too loud, that's all. Is that, is that a bit better? Oh, hello. I mean, it, it'd probably be fine on the recording, it's just for me. Yeah. But, right, but okay. this this new laptop is like <clears throat> half the volume of my last one. Welcome, welcome to the uh, Simon Ross. Uh, it's a bit of ASMR. Yeah. I didn't hear a word of that. I've, I've, <laughs> Prob- it's probably an impression of me shitting. <laughs> no, it's not picking up any of that. Uh. <laughs> no. Ah. Oh. <laughs> No, it never does. It's all silent. You can't hear any of it. I don't think your microphone likes sounds. <laughs> Weird. Which it, which is strange for a microphone, isn't it? It is. Maybe, yeah. maybe he thinks if I take the, should I take? The... Actually, maybe I'll take this off because it does piss me off. Okay, you ready? Nope, nothing. <laughs> See, there's, there is, 
don't know what these different things, right? No. Just give up. It's not. It's not working. Never. No. No. Ridiculous. Oh right, I'll put it back to. I'll put it back to that one because I'll. Did I like this? No, I like the sound of that one. That's better. Very rich, very warm, very deep. <laughs> I'm not even going to keep saying no. I'll just say yes <laughs> if it does work. Okay. Welcome to the Simon Ross podcast, uh, continuing our journey through Quentin Tarantino films. Join, join, joining me, joining me as always is Ross from across the Pennines. Hello, my colleague and friend. <laughs> well, you pulled me to your hook, but you never use mine. You get dead pissed off if I don't say from across the Pennines. <laughs> your dad expects it every single time. Uh, so yeah, so this time uh, we have got two death proof, haven't we, Ross? Mm. Yeah. Um, have I overcommitted to this episode? What do you mean? Well, the reason I the reason I say that is because I thought I had to watch Planet Terror. No. And then I listened to the most recent episode, and you quite clearly said on that you don't need to watch Planet Terror because it's actually directed by Robert Rodriguez. Correct, Amondo. Um, and, you know, when I was messaging you last week and I said, arguably, this shouldn't even be on the list to watch. <laughs> it never was. <laughs> <laughs> I just I just convinced myself that you said I had to watch it. You never did. Never did, Ross. <laughs> I'm, I'm not unhappy that I did. No, no. And we will touch on it. We might as fucking well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, predominantly about death proof. With a little sprinkling of planet terror. A little, 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 little bit of moss of that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just don't waste your time. <laughs> so yeah, um, after this we'll be talking about Death Proof. Thanks for joining us. I never told you to watch. Um, I, th- I think you, I think I said at some point you probably should watch it, but I didn't. Yeah, I we didn't I say you had. You were like, what? Yeah, yeah, seen, yeah. Seen you seen it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I probably got. No, I'm not. That's not true. No, I was going to say I probably got more to say on Planet Terror, but that's not true. All right. Well, I mean, obviously released together uh, in the cinemas uh, under the Grindhouse title. Um, you got all. I I wish I'd have gone to see it properly in in its all. You know the the whole thing. Um, it was a bit like a, a an experience. It was kind of relating back to the sort of seventies double bill type idea. So um, is that how you were supposed to see it? You were supposed to go and see Death with and Planet Terror in the same sitting. Yes. Fuck that. Fuck that. <laughs> I mean, I think both were a little bit shorter. Um, Death Proof especially was a bit more extended for its kind of solo release. Um, but in the cinema, you went in, you got um, trailers made by other people uh, in between the two. So there were trailers for pretend films that didn't exist. Um, one of them was, uh, I think Simon Pegg and Nick Frost were in, in one of them. Um, but uh, Rob Zombie did, did one, uh, and I like, like him. Um, but yeah, it was it was it was trailers in the style of seventies horror slash whatever films. Um, because the played. start of Death Proof is a trailer of oh no, is it the start of Planet Terror, which is the one yeah. that has a machete trailer at the start. Yeah, of it. that's right. But machete didn't exist at that point. That it right, was, okay. Machete was made because of the popularity of the trailer that yeah. they made for it. Yeah, and uh, and I, ha- I have well, I I've overcommitted a little bit. I, I went back and watched. Uh, um, 
machete as well. <laughs> You're telling me to watch Death Proof again. I was like, do I? Re- <laughs> I only watched it last week. Do I need to watch it again? <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> so should we start with Death Proof then? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's not a bad film. No. I would like. I have said to Fatima, I would like her to see it. Yeah. Um, the first half is a lot better than the second half, in my well, opinion. I think the exact opposite. Um, the second half, in, in, <laughs> I mean, in my notes, I've, I've, I've just put second half, bit boring. Um, it re- because the thing is, the first bit, the first half, it builds it up in the way that it should. Yeah. Like, yeah. you meet your characters, you meet these girls... Um, you know what they're doing. You get a little bit of uh, background on the characters, yeah. And that they're going out on the piss, and they're all, they're all a bit wild in their own sort of ways. And um, you know, it builds up to the introduction of stuntman Mike and what he does, which for me feels like the right sort of piss. Yeah. And then stuntman Mike. Yeah, I mean that is an amazing scene where he um, he was he's, he's, he's basically talking to the girl in the passenger seat about how the car is death proof. Yeah, and then he says, "Oh, I forgot to mention, you know, in order for the car to be death proof, you really want to be sitting where I am." <laughs> and then he just fucking Wah! and yeah. slams on, and then it's like Jesus Christ, right? Um, my problem is the second half; it it dials it right back. And yeah. the second half is almost like just starting the film all over again. Yeah. yeah. Because it's different girls. Yeah. And it just builds up their characters. And it's like, for me, that the pace has already been achieved. You need to sort of do something to keep that pace. What you've done is just restart the film all yeah. over again. And I actually forgot completely that there was a whole se- second group of girls. <laughs> I, I thought the entire thing was because when I was watching it, I was thinking, I was looking at the girls and I was thinking, who is it that plays Ship's Mast? I was like, well, it can't be her. Yeah. And I was like, which character, which two girls play Ship's Mast? And I couldn't picture it. And I thought, no wonder it's because the fucking none of them do. They all die. <laughs> and it's a completely different set of girls. But it goes through the whole thing again. So it yeah. just sucks all of the pace out of the film. And you just sat there waiting again for Stumper Mike to do something, yeah. to show up. And it just made it a bit like, God, this is now really boring because it's like gotten to a climax and then it's just, you know, it's like, imagine watching Lord of the Rings. You get to Return of the King, yeah? They go up Mount Doom. They drop the ring into <laughs> into the fire. Cast it into the fire! The Sildur! Destroy it! The Sildur! Yeah, you do that. Yeah. <laughs> and then the next scene is Gandalf saying, there's another ring. <laughs> oh, you're going to watch us walk back. <laughs> yeah, like the books. <laughs> um, but it, that's what it felt like. It was like, oh, God, right, okay. So yeah. I know where this is going. We're going to watch these lasses who aren't particularly interesting at all. <laughs> it's not like your typical Quentin Tarantino characters where it could carry it anywhere, like Hateful yeah. Eight. Fuck all happens. It don't matter. The characters are so good. Yeah. You can just listen to them. But these, the, you know, it's not like they're not quintessential Quinton essential Tarantino <laughs> characters. That's a badge I'm making. <laughs> Quinton central characters. Yeah. Quinton central Tarantino characters. <laughs> um, they're just not. They're just like proper run of the mill, like, you know, write a script about three college girls yeah. who are a bit loose a bit loud a bit wild and they just behave like that so it's not like they're particularly interesting or unique in any way they're not captivating to watch yet yeah, there's three fit lasses mm. um and then you see another three not as fit but still fit lasses that really annoying aussie uh, zoe mm. ball zoe bell zoe bell yeah yeah um who is zoe bell isn't she she plays yeah. herself who is Zoe Bell? She's stunt stunt woman, the real stunt woman. She she oh, was she was uh, Uma Thurman's uh, stunt double for Kill Bill. Oh right, okay. So yeah, I've written a note saying I've brought Zoe Bell playing herself, and then afterwards I've written 
who is Zoe Bell? And then I've left a paragraph underneath it for the answer, and I haven't answered it. <laughs> well, I just have for you. So bear with me, I'll fill that in. No, and I'll fax it to me, I'll write it to you, and I'll fax it back to you, then it's filled in. Uh, but yeah, yeah, she, she was um, in the thermos. So all the bits where, where she's fighting the crazy 88, that's Zoe Bell. Right, okay. Um, really annoying. <laughs> nothing nothing interesting what do you mean mate what do you mean mate which yeah which stripped it and you know she she takes a piss out of her a bit doesn't she when she's saying something about aussies and new zealanders or something yeah, yeah. and she makes a joke and she's like what it was just all a bit it all fell a bit flat for me um but um and then and then and then i know this this just feels like i'm i'm getting the negatives out of the way so i can talk yeah, about the positives yeah. um <laughs> And then, and then, and then I've I've got a big, big note. I don't know if you can see that. No, you're not going to see it. I've got a big note. I can see the gap, the gap underneath Zoe Bell. <laughs> <laughs> it's three words, yeah. And I'd be amazed if if you haven't thought this or anybody with any sense has thought this watching that film. Okay. Second half of the film, three words that you are screaming at the at the screen at the characters. What do you think they are? Um, <laughs> wear a seatbelt. The first one is stop. <laughs> stop fucking talking. Stop the car. All right. <laughs> stop the fucking car. She's literally strapped to it. Stuntman Mike comes out. They're like, oh, jeez. And she's shitting herself. She's yeah. like, oh, my God. She's absolutely shitting herself. It's really tense. It's like, and that is a really good scene. It's like, yeah. it is like a sort of a, a homage to like, all you know, the whole thing is just like racing yeah. scenes, car scenes, you know. And yeah, stuntman, like, all of their problems would be solved if they just stopped, let her jump in and then carry on, turn around, do whatever. Yeah. But what it makes absolutely no sense to do is continue driving speed, at full speed. Speed up, in fact, it's just speed up. Yeah, and speed up and like, drive more erratically. <laughs> yeah, he swerves off. Yeah, they've got about twenty seconds where he has to get back on track and catch back up to him again. Yeah, all that time they could have just slowed down and stop. But like, it, there's a point. Stonrock isn't even there anymore. Yeah, and yeah. She's still going. Oh my fucking god! <laughs> just absolutely shitting herself, going at full whack. All you need to do is stop <laughs> and let her get in. I completely agree with you, but it would make the film less interesting. But I don't think it is that interesting anyway. What? I, 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 it, it doesn't make sense. It makes no sense. It's like, why would you? It, it really spoils that whole thing for me. Is why are they doing this? Why are they continuing to go at full chat? You've got a break. Just use it. Use the break. It's just it's it's bizarre why they don't do it. And maybe if there was a reason, like even if they just removed that aspect of of, of Mike sort of veering off and he was yeah. he was doing something that prevented them from slowing down, or maybe there was a the brakes cut out, or I don't fucking know, just yeah. some reason for them to have to continue, you know, do a Keanu Reeves and say a bomb's gonna detonate if they drop below 50 miles an hour, you know, That's exactly whatever. What I'm suggest, yeah. Then it's Hopper's <laughs> had the vehicle before you and he's planted a it's He's put a bomb in the bomb in the boot. He's put a bee in the bonnet. You know, whatever. But there's nothing. It just didn't make any sense. It was just, it was, it's a, it's a tense scene, mm. and it's well done for like it's felt very classic. I, th- I classic think chase scenes. I think in real cars. I, I, everything that you said, I sort of agree with, and I must admit, it's the one. Uh, not dreading isn't the word, but it's the one I was looking forward to the least rewatching. Um, because I, I guess I've seen it a little bit more than you, so I, I kind of know, obviously, remember that there's two lot of girls, but it's um, it, it's made up, it, it's made better by three scenes, really. And you're sort of waiting for those scenes, and I think that's a positive and a negative way. Is one um, of them lap dance? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> Not at all. Um, it, it's the scene where where it's basically when you realise that um, I've forgotten her name now. Uh, 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 Pam uh, ends up in the car, and you realise that she is going to die. Well, yeah. Like say when he turns around to say, "Well, well 
That's we're, both shame, going, we're both going left. You yeah. know, it's a shame that because if you were going left, you, you, you know, you you wouldn't have known to be terrified yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But so you're gonna you're gonna have to be scared right now. And yeah, like, yeah. Oh fuck, fuck! It's starting now. Yeah, that is good. And then and then the bit, you know, she's obviously died anyway, and when he's just waiting for her, waiting for them on the road with his lights off, engine off. And they're listening to Dave D, Dozy, Mick Bitten Tidge, or whatever the name is. And yeah, you're thinking that. I mean, I, I will say the music in it probably saves saves a lot of the film. The music, the music is, is incredible. It's film, isn't it? It is. And they're dancing along, you think, oh shit, oh, they don't even know. He turns the lights on, and I love the way you see it in like five different ways. You see each one of them get killed individually. Yeah. It's so satisfying because they. they I, I disagree with you. I think the first lot are more annoying than the second lot. I'd rather hang out with the second lot than the first lot. The first lot just seems yeah, like yeah. Idea. But I, well, I, yeah, I mean, <laughs> maybe that I was a bit strong on how annoying they are. Um, annoying is probably the wrong word. Just bought, just bland would be mine. Yeah. Considering one of them's a st- considering the playing ship's mast, and the, yeah. I just think that the the characters were hinted at being more interesting than they were actually behaving. It, it was it was just like you know you know those little conversations that we've talked about in other episodes in Tarantino films where it's like a, a seemingly inane conversation yeah. spoken about with such intensity like whether yeah. it's um, what a foot massage means between one man and another yeah, yeah. you know or whether it's a conversation about burgers from different places mm. or you know, I know I've used two that are like right next to each other there two Pulp Fiction references yeah yeah, or, 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 or tipping a waitress yeah yeah um, or heads like a virgin um, <clears throat> yeah, I think I think your microphone is going quieter. Is it? It's really. Weird. I think I might need to buy a new one because um, I think I blew it doing impressions of shitting myself. No, it was, or, it, or screaming into it for some reason. It was you were screaming. Uh, it was it was your uh, your dream when you woke up. <laughs> My name is Roscoe. No, wait, it was the one before that when you just there going. I didn't even one? hear that. Your microphone's really bad at picking up sounds. Uh, uh, did he get that? Yeah, that's <laughs> disgusting. May as well just shit in my mouth if you're doing that. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so that there was none of that. It didn't feel as Tarantino-esque in that sense. This could this could this this could be the, the podcast title. How sexy is Kurt Russell? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not. That's not a statement. That's a question. Um. Yeah. That it's definitely not is the title. That is the title. Yeah. Um. He. Uh, yeah. He is. He is. Is he though? I don't. I don't know. I think <laughs> because I think he is. I mean, you've shown your cards right off the bat. <laughs> so I'll have a bit of Kurt. Yeah. yeah. Why not? Because he's like, he, I mean, I know like historically he was probably, you know, he's like, he's known as being quite an attractive bloke and he like, he, he took, he's taken the male lead and yeah. sort of the hero figure and, and things like that quite a lot. Not as much um, as I think he could have done. No, not as I don't, much I don't as think his like career, possible. I don't think his career got as high as it deserved to be. Yeah. I think, yeah. If you compare him to someone like Kevin Costner, who yeah. like, Again, not traditionally good looking, but mm. takes that that lead that gets yeah. the girl sort of thing. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, when when sort of Kurt is at the when it, when when stuntman Mike is at the bar and he's talking and he's a bit weird, but he almost styles it off. He's like, yeah. you know, when he goes out onto the front and he's talking, and he's waiting for his he's waiting for the right moment to sit down and say the yeah the phrase that means he's going to get a lap dance, <laughs> and it's like he's kind of being really weird. But then I was watching, thinking, if I was a girl, would I find this sexy or endearing or a turn on in any way, or or is he just a creepy some bitch? And 
And I'm sort of leaning more towards creaky, creepy son bitch. Um, that that's that son of a bitch in American. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, it just it just it just occurred to me. I thought because the thing is, I think he sort of uses that the whole way he got that girl into the car was kind of sexual. They were flirting a bit, and yeah, like she was sort of saying, you know, I'm not going to fuck you or anything. I'm not going to. But it was she probably would have done. If he wasn't planning on killing them, they'd have probably fucked, <laughs> wouldn't they? I, I, I also th- I think he's I think he's very charming in his own way. He, 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 just, he looks so weathered. He looks very cold to the touch. <laughs> like, 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 like I feel like if I touch his skin, it would feel like, um, you know, like a discarded leather jacket in a frozen Asda car park. Yeah, I know exactly that. Yeah. You know, where it's like that's a leather jacket that's got some value, but I'm I'm not going to pick it up and touch it because it's yeah. face down in a puddle in Asda Car Park and it's cold, it's freezing. Yeah, I think that's what Kurt Russell's face feels like. <laughs> Do you know what right. I mean? <laughs> All right. <laughs> a bit slick, a bit slimy, but cold for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I th- I think I think that he he doesn't look like that. In this, there's a bit of makeup on. I mean, the scar doesn't help. Yeah, you know that's a big part of it. And I think I think he's he's always been good looking. You fancy him, don't you? Yeah, wouldn't you? No, you obviously not. Obviously not. No, I don't think I do. No, you're in a bar. You've got Kurt Russell there. You got Quentin Tarantino with his hair slicked back, looking like a pedo. You got the little weedy. Guy from Inglorious Bastards, the Italian guy that whines just to try and get a hand job in a car, and mm-hmm. Eli Roth putting on a weird accent. So, which one would you choose out of those? Um, Kurt Russell, and you, and you had to, <laughs> yeah, I'd pick Kurt, yeah, yeah, I'd let him, I'd let him wrap that leather jacket around me, yeah, yeah, because there'll be yeah, some but... warmth in it somewhere, yeah. Would you get into the car though? Because the car looks um, I, cool. It looks cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it, I think as soon as I noticed that there was like a, a roll we'll bar, I, I'd maybe yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe not. Yeah. But, you know, it depends how desperate you are for a lift. Yeah, I didn't think she was that desperate. I, no, no. But she was she was stood up on a date. So obviously she was expecting someone to take her home. You don't know how far away she what she lived. Could have been I think also there was like a bit of a trust building exercise when she was like, who's this guy or whatever? And he's like, oh, that's Stuntman Mike. Like, people know him. Worst voiceover ever. Quentin Tarantino sounds like he's having a shit whilst he's reading that line. Who's this? It's Stuntman Mike. It's just, it's obviously been recorded completely separately and they just pressed play. Has it? Yeah, it's it just sounds terrible. I didn't pick up on that. It, just, it is. It's awful. Stuntman Mike's your name. You ask anybody. Hey, Warren. Who is this guy? Stuntman Mike. And who the hell is Stuntman Mike? He's Stuntman. And he's not even really in character either. It's just, it's just, just him saying it. It's really odd. Um, but no. No. But I, I can agree with you. I, th- I, think, I think the energy goes out of it. Once you get that massive impact... And obviously the little bit that sort of segues into Planet Terror uh, in between. Once that's gone, it, you are starting from scratch again. So I think you know more about this segue and how they come together as a bundle than right. I do. Okay. Because I spotted some things yeah. in Planet Terror. Yeah. Like like, like the reference to, to Jungle Julia. On the radio, yeah. But other than that, I don't really know how they hang together. Well, um, it's the well, um, you you get the bit when they go to the hospital, the, the hospital, in the middle, um, um, and the the sheriff's there, isn't he? Yes. Yeah. So that's the sheriff. Yeah, that's, that's the, the same, same hospital sheriff, that's yeah. in Plan- That's the same hospital that's in Planet Terror. Right. Okay. Yeah. And the. The nurse that that looks after them is the nurse from Planet Terror, the doctor from Planet Terror. Right. 
that's about it. When 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 <laughs> does it? When do the events? How how? What's the timeline of events between Death Proof and Planet Terror? Well, I think I think the because obviously there's some there's a time difference between the first set of girls and the second set of girls, isn't there? I think there's about three years in between for, from memory. Bloody hell, is there that long? Yeah, because he has to recover, doesn't he? Well, yeah, but I didn't know if it was years. I, I, I thought th- maybe I think it is. I, maybe, maybe two, maybe two, something like that. Right. Um, okay. So I think really it's up to that point. It's within the same universe as Planet Terror, and I think it's just before Planet Terror because they're all the right. hospitals are all all right and everyone's yeah. still alive. Yeah, 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 yeah. Didn't which is definitely it, not in Planet Terror. No. Um. <laughs> Yeah, I don't want to come on to that too early because it's it'd be very easy to do. I've probably got more to say about. Yeah, I probably do have more to say about Planet Terror. Okay. Um, <clears throat> but um, I'd probably give. Yeah, I just. I think it's why in the in the Tarantino filmography, it passed me by a little bit. Yeah. Even though I have seen it before, I've only seen it once. Mm. There's a reason why I haven't been, you know, I've, I've seen Tarantino films countless times, yet that yeah. one I've only seen once, because I don't think it's particularly identifiable as a Tarantino film compared to the others. It, it certainly, it's shot in a similar way. Yeah. Um, he's in it. <laughs> um, but I just don't think, I just don't think it's as interesting as a, a lot of the others. I don't think there's enough going on. Um, I think I, I, I believe he considers it his worst film. Does he? Yeah. Um, there's just, think, it just doesn't, it doesn't feel like this. It's very conventional. I think is the word I would use. I, th- I think it's. Um, I think there's a few few things with that. Be- it was an idea between him and uh, Robert Rodriguez to, to do this in the first place. So I think the whole intention was just to have two films. Um. Which I think maybe kind of overtook everything a little bit. Um, he also, because he was filming it with Robert Rodriguez, he filmed it in Mexico, which meant he couldn't take a lot of his usual people over. So there's not many of the regular, um, you know, behind the scenes people. Mm. Uh, I think the only person that's, I think it's only the editor that he normally uses or used works on that film i think everyone right. else was robert rodriguez's people from what i understand um so i think he's maybe a little bit i don't know out of sorts that sounds a bit yeah. fancy, but you kind of know what i mean um so doesn't I think quite it was, have his brand as no, much as the others no and while the dialogue is is interesting to watch while you're watching it you don't remember any of it that yeah, but that, I thought I didn't think it was that. I found myself quite like. But I, yeah. I think I think it's worse with the second lot, because like like you just said, you you just have this massive climax, an interesting scene that goes into Planet Terror, and then you're starting from scratch again. And to an extent, you just go, "I'm not interested in these." Yeah, that's how that's how I was like, "Okay, so we've got another." And I was I remember feeling on the second watch. A little bit disappointed. I was like, "Oh yeah, it's a second group of girls," and yeah. and, and then I started remembering, "Oh, they're, they're going to go and see this car, and they're going to borrow it." And yeah, yeah, I remember it now because I, I forgot a lot of it because it would have been around. I probably watched it two thousand around the time it was out. Yeah, around the time it was released. So it's 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 been it's been over ten years. Yeah, definitely since I watched it, and I thought, "Oh yeah," it just and then, and then it, I remember the, the the same feeling I had the first time I watched it, where I was like, "It's almost like." Here's episode one. Here's episode two, and it's exactly the same as episode one. Like it's just another group of girls, and Stuntman Mike's going to show up, and he's going to, mm. you know. But I also didn't find the um, the downfall of Stuntman Mike that satisfying either. And I think you're supposed to. I, no, I'm not sure actually. I, I think you're almost supposed to maybe feel a bit sorry for him at the end. Well, yeah, it, there is. There's, there's a little bit of that. Yeah. But I just I would like I would have liked him to have been more evil. Well, yeah, I guess because um, yeah. <laughs> he's yeah because you don't you don't you never know anything about him. He could no. be talking total shit about everything, and he's yeah. like he's, he's reeling off these TV programs and films, and it's the idea is he's talking to 
a much younger demographic and none of them have heard or seen of anything he's ever been in. Um, which is maybe a comment on Kurt Russell's career. Um <laughs> Well, but it's 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 like you don't actually know anything about him, and I always feel a little bit unsatisfied when you've got a character who's clearly we were talking what we were talking we were talking about this recently about another film, weren't we? Bill? Where we've got a, a, a clearly an interesting character that's a bit underutilized. Bill. 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 Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And uh, but I don't I, I don't I think that's the thing with the, with the really good Tarantino films is the fantastic characters. Yeah. And they're utilised really well, and you you know about them, and you learn about them, and they've each got their own history, and you get a little taster of that history, but just enough, mm. not to yeah. make the film boring, but enough to know the characters. Yeah, and I just don't think you did. You didn't get that with Bill. He was just a pretentious old ball swinging todge, and then you've and then you've got yeah, and then and then you've got stuntman Mike, where it's like it's clearly interesting. I enjoyed his screen time. Yeah, you know the good thing about that film is Kurt Russell carries it. Yeah, um, but you don't quite get enough of him. No. <laughs> um, certainly in the. I mean, yeah, that's the thing between. I mean, I, I don't know how much time. I probably should have made a note of it because I remember thinking it. How much time elapses between that crash scene at the end of the, the first group of girls? That scene you're talking, where the, the lights come on, and he fucking. Yeah. How much time elapses between that or seeing him in hospital? Yeah. To him, then attacking the second group of girls, it's got to be more than half an hour. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought I thought you meant in time, man. I thought oh, we've already talked about that about two or three years. No, um, no, I don't mean in yeah. film time. Yeah, no, probably is. Yeah, the, the, the yeah, because they're busy um, uh, talking boring shit. <laughs> just you're just watching a group of people chat shit like, and it's just yeah. it's just. I just found it really dull. I was like, I just can't wait for him to come back in and I'd forgotten how long it actually is. You know what? I don't like the film. (laughs) I've convinced myself I'm not a fan. (laughs) When you talk it out, you realise sometimes... as well like I said the, the original version was shorter and I, and I believe the original version misses out quite a lot of the talking um so it's only because it was released separately in this country and in in other countries that we've got the longer version but the problem that, is it, they've obviously they've obviously made the call that yeah. you can cut all this yeah oh all right we're going to release it all right we'll throw it all back in then yeah it's very slapdash isn't it and I think I, I totally get why as well, but the 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 effects, the 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 like the, the scratch negatives and and you know the 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 bad sound and the cut jumps stops at that point as well. Mm. Once you go into the second girl, the, the 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 picture is immaculate. There's no damage to it. There's you know all through the others, there's the lines going through and yeah. frames missing it. That that stops as well. So you kind of, I think that doesn't help with the fact that it feels like a completely different film. Well, what what's the reason for the black and white cut at the start of the new? Don't know. Because I couldn't. I couldn't. I, I thought at first. I honestly thought because in Kill Bill you get it. Yeah. You get why and yeah. what he's trying to do and why he's done it. But in this instance, it was like the scene started. I honestly thought it was a duff copy. Well, you know, I, I sometimes think... when the sound goes or the, yeah, the color yeah. goes, you think, "Oh Christ, it's a duff copy." This. Um, I think I think it's alluding to the fact that uh, you get. You you get well. You certainly used to. You used to get like pr- uh, test pressings, and they always used to be in black and white. And especially when you know there were certain films that maybe um, there wasn't that many copies of the reel. If a reel got damaged, they'd very often use the test pressing in its place. But that was black and white. So I believe that that happened in real life quite a bit. Um, right. So you'd very often find it was just basically, you know, shit, that bit's missing. Have we got another copy? We've only got this black and white copy. Why but do that it, on purpose? I, I don't, <laughs> but, I, but I think it, it's to it's to go along with the whole narrative of it being, um, what do they call them? Those type of films. Well, I, I feel like 
you know, when decisions like that are made, it's very um, novel vague. I don't know what that means. Eh? I don't know what that means. There's a type of cinema that was very big in the late 50s and 60s called the French New Wave. And Tarantino right. himself has confessed to be inspired by the likes of Jean-Luc Godard and Francois Truffaut. And these are, right. these are the big directors of the French New Wave. And, and the yeah. French New Wave were, were, were filmmakers and actors and writers who were um, like anti-establishment. Yeah. And they had, there was a magazine that it sort of, this it sprouted from this magazine called Cahiers de Cinema. And it was a French magazine. And um, all of the films were, um, they would reveal the, because obviously the whole point of watching a film is a suspension of disbelief. Yeah. You're giving yourself into the plot and what happens, happens. And the idea is that you forget that you're watching a film. You go to the cinema, you watch Endgame, you're in that fucking battle, aren't you? You want to stamp on Thanos' face. You're there. You forget you're in the cinema. You're completely yeah. absorbed. And, that, and that's the idea of film as, a, as an escapism, form of escapism. Yeah. Now, the French New Wave were begin to going against that idea and constantly reminding the viewer that it was, a, in fact, a film that you were watching. And they would do that using very, like, jump cuts, yeah. very, like, seemingly bad editing. Yeah. But it was done intentionally. Yeah. And it was never as obvious as seeing, like, you know, it was never as obvious as, like, maybe, like, breaking the fourth wall. Yeah. Where an actor would turn and look directly at the camera and address the audience, which happens. Yeah. It was never as obvious as that, but it was just the machinations. It was, how do you work a camera? Well, we're going to work the camera quite badly because the viewer is going to constantly know that they're watching a film. And, you know, it doesn't surprise me in that sense that Tarantino makes those conscious decisions, but there's usually a slightly bigger reason for it than just, yeah. just because. Like the French New Wave, that's what they were all about. Every single film was like that. Death Proof isn't like that. It's not like it's riddled with things that remind you it's a film. It's like all of a sudden out of nowhere, it goes black and white, like I've just yeah. downloaded a dodgy porno. Yeah. <laughs> and my bandwidth that's, hasn't been able to carry the colour through. <laughs> 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 That's the one I didn't get. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't get that bit. And it is the only, like I say after that, it's almost like it's filmed in in 4K compared to the rest of the film. Mm. Um, have you got some facts about it? Yeah, I, like I, said, I released it in the double feature with uh, Planet Terror uh, as Grindhouse. Um, it was it it Quentin Tarantino was talking to his friend Sean Penn, the actor, yeah. um, about death proofing cars, and he became very obsessed with the fact that people do that to the cars um and, and and basically that that whole story was formed because of that one conversation right okay uh, and he, he went to uh, robert rodriguez more or less uh, as it was just from a, from a conversation with sean penn about it um but yeah he looked into how why how they do it why they do it and uh, yeah, that, that's about it, really. And um, people considered for for stuntman Mike. Do you want to know? Yep. Yes. Uh, John Travolta. Nash. Right. Uh, Will and Defoe. Yeah. I think he'd have been a bit too mad for that. Um, John Malkovich, Ron Perlman, Bruce Willis, and our old favourites, does Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> Well, Stallone has no luck in getting these parts. He does. He's he's pretty much been considered for every single one. Um, what happens when you Doctor Juice, isn't it? <laughs> no, it's Benedict Cumberbatch, isn't it? <laughs> um, yeah, and uh, the the bit where um, he's sat around the the, the bar, uh, sat around the table drinking, and he says that is that a tasty beverage or is that a tasty beverage? It is used in Pulp Fiction and Four Rooms. There you go. Oh, good one. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's my facts for that. I think Bruce Willis, no. Sylvester no. Sloan, no. <clears throat> Ron Perlman would have been interesting. Would have been interesting. Would have been interesting. But I, th I think he, I think he would struggle to to have the charismatic side of him. Yeah. Um, Willem Dafoe is maybe a bit small. <laughs> not in the trouser department, I've heard. <laughs> He's not. <laughs> I just wanted to cuddle. Um, cuddle, what a fag. Um, there's there's nothing there's, there's I, th I think he's maybe a bit um, because Kurt Russell's quite he's a bit beefy, isn't he? Yeah, 
I think Willem Dafoe isn't quite as frightening in human form. <laughs> um, I think he's been frightening in yeah. other forms. I, I, I also think it maybe the Jack Nicholson sort of effect. I think you, you instantly yeah. know that he's going to be insane yeah. when you just see his face. Whereas when he's like think, that and he's just looking. Yeah. It's, I'll yeah. take you home, little girl. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. Who else was there? Um, um, John Malkovich. John Malkovich uh, has been good. Mm, uh, John I feel like he can turn his hand to anything, really. Yeah. I, I think I think maybe the fact that Kurt Russell is used to, to we normally used to seeing him in sort of good guys that the like you say the the main guy the yeah the, I don't know whatever you the the, the leading man I think it, it's nice when you you see someone like that doing something that isn't like that but you also at the back of your mind you think no this is Kurt Russell from like bloody Starman and Overboard and Big Big Trouble in Little China. You you know is the leading man to, to then see him be the the, the naughty man. Um, it's quite nice to see. Yeah, so I, I think that's why it, he works quite well in it actually. Well, I, I think I think um, the casting of Kurt Russell and Kurt Russell playing stuntman Mike is the biggest positive in that entire film. <laughs> and the music. Um, yeah, the music's good, but but I, I do think that um, you know that that's that's the best part about it is Kurt Russell in that film, mm. and that, that's maybe why I you know come back to thinking he's a bit underutilized because what is there in that without Kurt Russell? Very little, if I'm honest. In it, I, th- I mean, going going back to the chase at the end, uh, you you are right; they could just stop or <laughs> just turn around, but it is like you say, it is an incredibly tense chase scene. And, and it is very reminiscent of a lot of like sort of late seventies American road movie type things. You know, you think of yeah, you know, Jewel and even Smoking the Bandit. I know it's a very, very different sort of situation, um, but there's there's a lot of Cannonball Run, um, uh, was it Vanishing Point and what's yeah. the other one? Bullet. There's a Bullet, lot of films. Yeah. There's a lot of films like that that end in quite a good chase scene and i think if this was released <laughs> this was released in the 70s i think people would still be talking about it now i think it was it was a bit wanky in in um like when when the two of them are talking about they skirt around the subject for ages about they want to play ship's mast and she's like what i'm not fucking <laughs> way I'm like, and you don't know what it is and obviously you get the idea that it's something a bit mental and one of them don't want to do it and one of them does and it's like I feel like they, that all becomes a bit annoying. Is the way the sort of like talking about it, and it's like super exclusive, and it's like, yeah. oh no, you can't fucking hear about this, and you you let us do the talking. It it, yeah. it was all just a bit like, oh, fucking get on with it, will you? Like nobody thinks that you are as cool as you guys think yeah. you are. Like, I think I think I think sadly. I've... I think he, I think he's learned to to do it very well. But I, I think because, and we have discussed it before, Reservoir Dogs. There isn't a single woman in it, um, apart from the one that gets shot. <laughs> you know, the, the and she doesn't really have a line. And Pulp well, Fiction, like, except re- uh, um, jo- Joanna, whatever she's called, Yolanda. That's Pulp. Uh, sorry, I've talked about Reservoir Dogs. Sorry. Oh, oh well, yeah, yeah. No, Reservoir you, you did say Reservoir Dogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Pulp Fiction, you know, it's mainly a male cast. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then obviously, I, I think he's spent the time trying to uh, trying to make women more important in his films, you know, yeah. quite rightly. But I think this is him trying a bit too hard. It was just, they were just. I mean, Kill Bill, the female characters were good. Yeah, yeah. And there, you know, there was certainly no shortage of of females in that cast in that lineup. No. Um, and and the and the and, the, and they were really good. They were really interesting. They all had really good backstory, and you were quite sort of scared and fascinated and turned on in equal measure. <laughs> because you know Uma Thurman and Lucy Liu were, were, you know, they're known as being pretty fit. If you're into that yeah. sort of thing, isn't it? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, I, I personally don't find Uma Thurman attractive, but I know people who think she's absolutely slamming. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so I'm Kurt Russell all the way, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, um, yeah, 
Yeah, I think I think I sort of I watched it and would probably give it a a good seven. Right. Oh, that's, at that's the time. Like, right. Okay. But but since we've been talking about it and I've aired some of my concerns, I'm I'm probably giving it a five. Yeah, which isn't good. Nobody wants five out of ten, do they? I I mean, it could be worse. Yeah, it could. It but could it's not worse. as bad as I wouldn't give it less. But it's. It's just like if Fatima said, "Oh, I fancy watching Death Proof." I, yeah. I, I, I would, wa- I would want her to experience it. Yeah, because it is pretty easy viewing, really. Yeah, because there's not a lot happening. It's just. I think if yeah. I, if I was to re-edit it, I'd, I'd I'd miss out the whole bit where the second group are at the diner and you know they're, they're talking just about random stuff. Yeah, a lot. I think the problem is that you expect a Tarantino film a long conversation to have some relevance to the story, yeah. even only a little bit. And most of their conversations don't have any relevance to anything. No. It's just it's just basically showing you that they're good friends. Yeah. Um, although although there is the there is that I've just remembered the the foot bit. You know, where she's passed out in the car with her feet hanging out the thing and yeah. that's when the stunt mic first clocks them, doesn't he? Yeah. And does he like lick it or sniff it or something? He, he, he brushes it and, and licks it slightly, yeah. 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 Which is You'd just like creepy. him to do that to your feet, wouldn't you? Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> how, how often, how, how many hours have you spent lying in the back seat in Morrison's car park with your bare feet hanging out the window up, hoping that the trolley guy comes along? <laughs> Mike, the trolley guy. <laughs> it's going to happen one day, I'm telling you. <laughs> Give you an even tunnel over your toes as well. It's nice. <laughs> yeah, just, just like that. <laughs> so yeah, so yeah, death proof. Ross has <laughs> Ross has officially said five out of five. I'd give it a little bit more. Than five out of ten. Five out of ten. Yeah. I, I personally think the exciting bits are worth the wait. Yeah, yeah, they are. They are. The, the good yeah. bits are worth it. Yeah. The good bits are worth I, it. And I don't think they'd be as impactful as impactful if the boring bits weren't there. Well, yeah, but that's an unfortunate reality of... I mean, yeah. <laughs> but you don't want that. You don't want, oh, yeah, that bit's better because all the rest is shit. <laughs> I, I, like... You know, what it I'd is, rather I'd rather I didn't have any shit bits. Yeah, Did yeah. Pants. But I, I, but I think because the fact that the first lot get absolutely demolished, I think you sort of think, well, maybe it could go that way with the, with the second lot. Is there? A, it's the foot, isn't it? <laughs> it's the foot just completely <laughs> disconnecting. Yeah, yeah. And I forgot about that until she put. I, I remembered it before the crash, just when mm. she had a foot hanging out the window, and I thought, oh yeah, I remember what happens to that leg. Yeah, that goes. Most satisfying bit is that annoying woman. What she called, <laughs> just getting her face driven over. <laughs> Butterfly, yeah, it's a, it's a drive all over her face, right up, right. Is that the one who does the lap dance? Yeah, yeah. Oh, so you shit. don't like her, do you not? Annoys the shit out of me. <laughs> Why? Just, just, um, I, d- I don't, I, c- I couldn't put it in words. I don't really know. Just not, which is what, which is why I think I prefer the second group. <laughs> that woman isn't in it. <laughs> well, the first group I feel are a, a lot more sexual. I, I suppose, I suppose. And it's all about like you know getting her. You know the whole thing is some bloke's gonna come up to her and get a free lap dance, and then yeah. Jungle Julia's talking a lot about she's texting this fella. Yeah, that it keeps ignoring her, and they're also, you know, they're spending time with guys, and these two guys are like plotting on the side to see if they can get back to the lake house with yeah. them, and uh, cock, you know, cock blocking any other lad that might show up, and yeah. it's there's, there's a lot more sexual tension throughout. Um, the the lap dance scene is quite, um, Cringy. it's an odd one, isn't it? Because I don't know, like, <laughs> is Kurt Russell like? 
is he asexual in that film? Um, good I mean, he appears that. to enjoy it, <laughs> yeah. but not one part of him is, he knows full well, not one part of him is going to make any sexual pass no. on any of these girls. No. All he wants is to kill them. We don't yeah. know why. We don't know why he's a killer and why he enjoys killing and why it's no. important to him, but he is. Mm. Yeah, he wants to secure himself this lap dance. Yeah. Like he wants to, he likes to fuck with them first, doesn't he? Yeah, I think so. That's the difference. Definitely. He's like with the second group, he just shows up. He sees them, doesn't he? Racing. Yeah. And he's watching him. And he's like, he's, he finds it amusing. Yeah. That they're bombing along this thing. And he probably has, on some level, an appreciation for the car. Definitely. Because there's a lot yeah, of emphasis yeah. put on is it a Dodge or a car? Is it, is yeah. it a Dodge? I can't, yeah, I think it is. Um, and he's just like, watching Dodge them from the hills yeah. and he's yeah. just laughing at them playing ship's mast. Yeah. Um, and then he just shows up and fucks them up. Whereas the first group is quite keen on sort of interacting with them and yeah. conversing with them and getting this lap dance. And he's obviously been listening to the radio that day. Yeah. Yeah. To know what to say. And uh, yeah, but that's what I mean. Just a little, a little bit of, I mean, you, you could argue that it makes it better that you don't know anything or why, the, you know, the whys and fors about it all. But because he is the most interesting part of that film, I do think it needed it. Yeah. But that lap I, dance I, is like, did he enjoy? Did he enjoy yeah. that lap dance? <laughs> he he could very well just not interact with them at all, which is kind of what he he does in the second one. And you sort of wonder why. So I, I, I suppose, yeah. It, but he is the most interesting character in the whole thing. You're you're right. You're right. Yeah. It's just where that, that lap dance is like, because it's quite, it's a pretty sexy lap dance as lap dances go. Um, but but I was just, I remember watching it thinking like, is he like, is, is he enjoying this on a sexual level or does he just find it all really amusing because he just sees them as like creatures that he will kill? Because that's the thing in it with like yeah. psychopaths and killers and, they sort of dehumanize like they don't see people as people to begin with yeah you know there's some people that like we're watching the dharma document the the, the jeffrey dharma series with with evan peters at the minute yeah and it puts a lot of emphasis on dharma sort of not really not not really sort of um you know he wants to create living zombies he doesn't really look at them as people as such and you think when you watch that scene with that in mind and Kurt Russell sat there and he looks like he's sort of enjoying himself and he's like yeah. got his hands on her hips and she's and he's just sat there with this pervy grin on his face. And you're thinking, well, yeah, most blokes would enjoy that, but he is a psycho killer who is just going to kill them. He's not even going to yeah. attempt to make a move. So it's like, is he, does he just find it amusing? Like, you guys aren't got a fucking clue what's coming your way in an hour yeah. or so. I think that's it. I think that's it. I mean, I... That... I, 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 don't, I the thought of a lap dance just it just fills me full of dread. <laughs> what for any any lap dance? Any lap dance, yeah. I, it's just that I had had to go on go for one once. That because when you went in the club, that you got a voucher for it, and I w- they wouldn't let me give it to anyone else. <sighs> oh, it, was, it was it was one of the worst experiences of my life. And everyone else <laughs> going, go get one, go get one. It's really, she's really fit. It's like, I don't, I don't want it. I don't want it. You take it. No, I can't. I, you've got to have one. I was like, oh, you know. I who were you with? I can't remember who I was with now. But it was uh, Long Legs in Manchester, and uh, I, and I just went, look, I, I don't really want this, but I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you the voucher. And it's like, yeah, that's fine. And I was just, I, was just <laughs> I don't I, want this, but that's. <laughs> and and, and I'm better. Like, I'm better than this. I promise you, I'm better than this. I'm a nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> and I was talking, I was asking her how her day was and what she'd been up to. And then she said, right, okay, I'm going to have to do it now. I was like, oh, this is ridiculous. And, uh, you know, she did, her anus was about that far away from my nose at one point. <laughs> I was like, this is, and I just looked and I just saw everyone looking out. I was like, this is awful. <laughs> and I think I walked off halfway through because I didn't, I didn't, I didn't want it anymore. Did she have her tits out? Uh, yes. Yes. I mean, I've I've never been into a titty bar and had a lap dance, so I'm I'm not talking no. from from any any form of experience here. <clears throat> but I, I do. Enjoy, I, I, I didn't do enjoy it. Some... She didn't enjoy it. Nobody else. Well, I, I think everyone else enjoyed watching me not enjoy it. 
Yeah, I would enjoy that. I would enjoy <laughs> just looking over and seeing you just like that, knowing that you were absolutely hating it. <laughs> just talking to her about Pet Shop Boys re-release or something, <laughs> while her vulva's brushing your upper lip. <laughs> I'd get a lot of joy out of seeing that. <laughs> In fact, it was never actually released in the UK. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then, and then, and then that one, it went platinum. <laughs> I, I would really enjoy that. Way more than I would enjoy getting a lap dance myself. Just watching you get one that you don't want. Would, would be fucking brilliant. <laughs> I just wanted to go to Brewdog next door. <laughs> oh, you know me well, Ross. <laughs> they, they only serve it in thirds. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't want this. I don't want this. <laughs> But I've got yeah. a voucher. <laughs> like showing up to a fucking cavalry. <laughs> like a lot of dry meat. <laughs> Did you <laughs> meet her? <laughs> <laughs> I've got a voucher that says I've got a trio of meats. <laughs> I said no gravy. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's good. That is good. I don't even know how these things, like, you know, like, I wouldn't really know what the rules are. Like, you know, there's some places where if you slip, slip like, 100 quid, then you, you then they'll, I don't know, toss you off or something. I don't know. I have no idea. No. I, don't, I, I mean, don't you hear things, out. don't you? You hear yeah. things. But, um... Yeah, I gave him 200 quid, and I got I, I got a personal lap dance. Like, All right, okay. So it's just <laughs> awkwardness in a small room. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. This reminded me of, of Baxter I mentioned earlier. He went out on a works do not long before I started working there. <laughs> he ended up in this strip bar, and his wife was texting him asking him where he was, and he was like, "Oh, I'm just, I'm just on my way to the taxi rank." And he had every intention apparently of going to the taxi rank, but she had a pin on him. <laughs> So, so she messaged him. And he said he was like similar sort of position as you. You know, he had a he had, he had a he had a gravy boat hanging off the edge of his nose, and, it, and and he looked down at his phone, and it was just a picture that she'd sent him of his pin in his location. Saying that doesn't look like a taxi rank, and it was like you know I don't know, clitoris arrows, sort of. <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> What, what sort of taxi cab is that? What sort of taxi rank is that you're in? Some lass's ass in his face. Absolutely hammered. <laughs> but yeah, it's sort of, it's not like, I think it's sort of, I've always imagined it to be like, uh, you know, like certain things you imagine to be like the, you know, they are in the pornos and it's it's not reality. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, you know, it's like you, you, the idea of a lap dance from some lass is, is quite erotic and, and quite sexy. But, but I imagine actually being there in the moment, you'd be like, oh, this isn't how I imagined it. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, the problem is it's exactly how you imagined it. It's just, yeah, you could pay me a million pounds and I wouldn't go to another one. I'd be, I'd be sat there thinking, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't factor in overhearing some bloke in the room next to me talking through who wasn't cast as stuntman Mike. <laughs> they, they could have had John Malkovich. They could have had they could have had Travolta, Stallone, Willis. But they settled on Russell. <laughs> He's been talking to this lass about podcasts for a while. He's married to Goldie Horn, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Come back in his career!
a bit slick, a bit slimy, but called for sure. 